Alright all you Street Life Crusaders and I guess a couple of wrestling fans still up for tonight Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw From Albany, New York And the next thing that would happen backstage would see the Creed's getting the approval of not only the Alpha Academy, but also of the New Day after winning the gauntlet match against all the other teams to become the new number one contenders, saying that now that proves that they belong on Monday Night Raw. Only for Maxine to show off her power by doing deadlift squats with none other than Tazawa. Not bad. Not bad at all. And how does the Judgment Day feel about this? Well, meanwhile at the clubhouse, you know, sort of reminding me of what they used to do with Super Friends, we would then see our <laughs> truth backstage with a television set for the clubhouse in the form of one of those CCTV television sets that you would watch at a gas station at around 3.25 in the morning. You know, just making an example, only for JD to say that he'll never be a part of the Judgment Day and you need to get out of here. Only for our truth to say, all right, I'll leave our clubhouse, but you seriously need to get security around here. Only for Damian Priest to not only say that you're going to teach the creeds a lesson and sense... And since Rhea Ripley and JD, or should I say Finn Balor, is not here tonight, he's now the leader, and he's going to run things for the Judgment Day and want them to take it to the Creeds tonight, and would also say, yeah, you know what, we do need security around here, which really, they do. But besides a security update that'll take place in the near future for the Judgment Day's clubhouse, we would see in our next match, Kate and Chance and Carter going one-on-one against Natalia and Tegan Knox. And during the said match, action would go back and forth and would see some very impressive moves by Carter and Chance. Not only a backflip drop directly onto Natalia by Carter for a near fall, only for Natalia to come back with a double power bomb out of the corner on Carter and Chance, only to get a two on Carter during this set contest, only for this match to come to an emphatic end in tandem fashion with a tower splash is what we're gonna call it, which would see Carter going on the shoulder of Chance in the form of a handstand splash right directly on Natalia for this match to come to an emphatic end via pinfall only for Chelsea to get up on the apron and upset about something only for her to get knocked right down because around here punks jump up to get beat down and get nothing but loose and it proves it with that <laughs> And the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Cody Rhodes in the center of the ring talking about the mist that he would be afraid of since he was a kid and the person who you would use to do it in the form of the great Muda only for him to experience that mist for the first time last week and would realize that his childhood fears of that mist were on point only for him to say that he should have paid attention to all the clues that Shinsuke Nakamura was giving and would say that, you know, Shinsuke, you can emerge from out of the darkness and explain yourself or we can just fight right now. Only for Shinsuke Nakamura to say that last week I made your eyes burn and this week I'll open them for you. 
and we'll go on to say that we both took the same path and would be able to see the mountaintop only for both of us to slip down a bottomless pit. To mention the fact that both of them won the Royal Rumble, only for them to come up short, but that's where the stories would differ. With Shinsuke, after going for a Kinshasa, would end up getting caught with a Styles Clash and won clean, and would low blow AJ Styles afterwards, and through the next couple of months after that, only for Cody Rhodes to get screwed by the Usos, or by an Uso in the form of, you know, None other than Solo Sokoa to lose his championship opportunity at Mania. And then would say that, yeah, that now he's going to make him suffer. And also will say that he never got a chance to finish his story. But he's going to make sure he finishes Cody's instead. And then we would then say or see Cody Rhodes saying, Oh, well, you know, we might be the same, but until you meet me in this ring, I don't respect you. And if you want to earn my respect, meet me in this ring and prove it. If our stories are truly the same. For Cody Rhodes to leave and for us to go into our fifth match of the night, which would see the Judgment Day going one-on-one against the Kree Brothers. And during this said match, we would see the impressive strength of the Creeds not only pulling off a stalling suplex trade-off, where the suplex would last for almost over a minute, only for Dominic Mysterio to see on the outside of the ring R-Truth out there with one of those titles from the Football League celebrating and chanting on for the Judgment Day, his team apparently. But the strength of the Creeds would prove a little bit too much for Dominic Mysterio after his said three amigos would get countered into a deadlift suplex for not even a near fall. But then we would see not only repeated belly-to-belly suplex kip-ups by Julius to Dominic and JD McDonald during this match, but after that kip-up form of strength, we would see a 6-1-9 to Julius for a near fall only for Dominic Mysterio after he would get pounced on the outside of the ring, reminding me of a trip to the Serengeti with Monty Brown, only for a Brutus Ball to take place and for the team of the Creeds to win this match against the Judgment Day via pinfall. And immediately after that, folks, we would then see backstage Adam Pierce talking to Seth Rollins that He's going to invite CM Punk here next week for Seth Rollins to scoff it off and would say that he's going to do anything and everything to sign him to an exclusive contract for Monday Night Raw. For Seth Rollins to laugh and to say that he doesn't give a damn what he does, do what you got to do, but when this blows up in your face, stay out of my way and I'll do what I got to do. And then would immediately talk about the chance of Jay Uso's lifetime that he's gonna stomp him into the mat at any chance that he could get for Jay to say, well, I'm gonna super kick you and your face off the first chance I get. For them to give themselves a bump of respect and for them to go into our main event of the evening which would see none other than Jay Uso going one-on-one against Seth Metal, Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. 
and we would see Jey Uso dedicating this match to the Samoan Bulldozer. Umaga, who passed away 14 years ago. Still hurts, man. Still hurts. But does, besides us mentioning Umaga on the air, who died 14 years ago, which I still can't believe, during this match, action would go back and forth, seeing not only a springboard swanton moonsault combination for near fall, even a pop-up neckbreaker by Jey Uso for near fall, and a backbreaker to follow it up, still for near fall. For Seth to come back with a sling blade and a frog splash for a near fall, super kick and an Uso splash for a near fall, even a suplex falcon arrow combination still leading to a near fall and reminding me of the Survivor Series of old, a pedigree that would get countered or a spear that would get countered into the pedigree still leading to a near fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end after we would then see after that pedigree counter leading directly into a stomp right back to the head of Jey Uso that would lead to the win for the World Heavyweight Champion for him to have the fans sing along with his song for him to retain the title. But after the match was over and a sign of respect, by Seth Rollins to Jey Uso for one hell of a fight, we would then see from out of nowhere none other than Drew McIntyre Claymore kicking the daylights out of Jey Uso. And after seeing that, we would see Seth Rollins trying to come in and save the day like Mighty Mouse, only for him to fly in the opposite direction with a nasty belly to belly suplex out of the picture frame. And while we were still in the picture frame, we would see Drew McIntyre picking up Jey Uso off the ground and slamming him right directly into the table, putting him through it, making Jey Uso's night just a little bit worse for Drew McIntyre to say, and the truth will set you free, reminding me of our truth when he was working alongside of little Jimmy to wrap up Monday Night Raw for this week. Now what's going to happen next week? Are we going to see Gunter get mad at his Foot Clan soldiers in the form of Gunter and, or should I say Ludwig, and of course Giovanni Vinci? Will we see DIY getting one step closer to the Tag Team Championships? And will the Creeds get their title match prior to the Royal Rumble next year to end off this year? We find out the answer to that and more next week for another exciting and thrilling episode of Monday Night Raw. And we'll also find out if CM Punk will sign to Raw, but hey, who knows? And I guess with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to the music once again as we go grab yet another glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with more of this Streetlight Delight as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 